johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Are you there, Dave? I think we're having technical difficulties. I think we're going to continue the show, and hopefully we're not talking to ourselves. You there, buddy? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. We're going to just keep talking. Hopefully they'll figure it out. We had a new time slot. As you know, we moved everything up one hour. We have a new guy running the board. I guess he's not used to having three people calling from three different uh, cities as Uh opposed to all being in the office. So uh, just a little bit of growing pains with the new time. Did you get your Red Bull in early? <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, I just I'm actually drinking it. That's what's funny about that. <laughs> we should have a we should get a sponsorship from Red Bull. So let's let's talk Please. about we were talking about the baseball. What is your take on the baseball from it's fine. What's the what's your take on the baseball with the uh with the uh lockout? I mean, obviously it would hurt us from an EV point of view like you said yesterday, but oh, my, I'm more interested in what you think about if they're going to make a deal or not. I really don't have an opinion with that. I feel that I just, I don't read this square, but I'm going, well, MLB, they're too big to not have a season. And so I'm just being a square there, I guess. But yeah, I'm just thinking about the EV. It would really, plus my situation here in Colorado, it would, yeah, I basically moved here. I'm short term, but I moved here. So I, I wouldn't know really what to do for those four months my living situation so that's more of what i'm thinking about um but yeah what, what about yourself what do you think how are they going to figure I mean, it bryce out harper's bryce harper's well you know you got to remember you were you took off during two years ago march 11th of 2020 i was betting korean and japanese baseball bryce harper just reached out to the uh, uh the giants in japan one of the top teams in the league and he said if they don't get this thing settled, a lot of these players, what they're going to do is do what they did last time. They already had the experience from COVID. They're going to just fly over. And, look, the reality is you know and I know that if there's a line on a game, there's a way to bet it and make money. So I, I because I've already had the experience of betting Japanese and Korean baseball, the only difference is I'll go to sleep and wake up and check the scores like I did two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, People are more inclined I, I, to bet it because they bet it before when it when it, when it, when we were going through the lockdown. I can't get into Korean baseball. I don't think it will have. I don't think it will be that liquid. 
Excuse me. Well, so let's talk about uh, we still got all of March. March Madness all the way to April 4th. We have the NBA playoffs going all the way to June 19th. Um, I, I want to, first of all, congr- I want to thank you on the air live because you always called me a square. I've been working and refining my my second half system using some of your parameters. I haven't released it to the uh-huh. to the general public nor your clients yet, but I'm sure that you will appreciate that I was on Nebraska, not only on the game in the second half last night, but on the money line. I got 500 in one spot. I got 600 in another spot. Now tell me, that's the spot. That's Were you on Nebraska with me? Um, no, but I, I understand why you did that, and that one is, was a lot of my rules because I think they had a huge – didn't they have a real – They've had a couple of good games now, but I but I did have similar games with with similar strategies. Um, but I didn't have, but I actually didn't have that one. Did you have Robert because, Morris? Did you have New Hampshire? No, keep going. I'm trying to remember, it wasn't uh, it wasn't any of those. Okay, uh, right, well, we'll leave it at that. But another, again, for you guys. Another, there was another double-digit dog that was really uh, that had the, a pretty big lead. I just am drawing a blank, and then I yeah. The only team, out. the only team that I can't make sense of is Duke. Like I just don't touch that game. They're up. They just keep rolling. They make them a favorite in the second half. They're up twenty, and they just roll. They just roll, roll, roll. And usually, so I'm just like that. Usually, that team is not on my list. I'm like not messing with Duke. Usually, on I fade them. I no, I know. Fade them too, and and I don't. I haven't this year. I haven't really been betting against Duke at all this year, thank God. But um, that's another one where, yeah, I think they 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 won. I mean, at one point, I know at one point they were like, I want to say what minus twenty six or something, and and yeah, they were on that game. On that game, it was the reverse too. It was I just didn't have a good number, but I was supposed to play that one, but I I never had I didn't have good numbers the whole game. So once again. Even though I didn't make much on Nebraska, I didn't lose much betting against Duke. So sometimes, you know, the prices can save you or you wish you would have had that value, you know, looking back. So So let me ask you, because I keep – so let me ask you this. For your your new clients as well as longtime clients, in the last 14 days, because we document all your plays with the money management, uh, Micah handles that. You are seventy-one, forty-eight, and five pregame. I'm going to repeat that. Seventy-one. I know you don't even know your own record because you're betting so many games. Seventy-one, forty-eight, and five pregame. Fifty-nine point seven percent. My question to you is: Mike asked you last week, what's changed? Because. You were rolling pregame all along, but now it's like I know you say there's periods of where you break even for a long period of time, and then you have that run. What do you think? Is it just that's it? There's no nothing's changed. It's just you're just getting more wins. I mean, what, what do you? How do you explain that? You just said it. That's exactly what it is. Because with a two or three percent edge pregame, you can you can if if if. If someone out there can beat this and, like I said, to the widely available number, wins at 2%, you're going to have entire seasons where you're either down or even. And then you're just going to shoot up a lot of units just randomly. Because I did that a couple of years ago. I was plus like 65 units in like a month. 
and this is just the way it works. So it's a, and it's a cruel it's a it's a cruel business. You know, can you imagine barely making any money? Are you speaking year, into your phone, Dave? Because you sound like you keep fading in and out. I just want to make sure you can. I'm, I'm, they can all hear you. The I'm talking into it. Okay, go me? ahead. You said it's a yeah. I can hear it. Go ahead. It's a cruel business. Yeah, it's a cruel business sometimes. Because how are you gonna how are you gonna feel like a professional if you're even or down money over an entire season? You know, this is well, all setting pregame. It, it, Exactly, and like I was telling the uh, some new clients to join, they start analyzing the record in two days. Because I don't know if I can. I said, well, "You got to relax, man." Dave bet a hundred over a hundred games in the last two weeks. I mean, most clients you got to remember, most clients are in the position of wanting. And Mike can elaborate on this as well. Wanting that one big game a day, because look, let's face it, most people in this business are handicappers that don't bet games. Now, I've been doing this, you know, while you've been betting for 20 years. The irony is, you know, you always say I've been doing this for 19 years or 20 years. You know, I have not. I've been doing this for 35 years. So just think about that. I've been in this business, you know, 15 years before you've been in this business as an advisor, not as a professional better. My job, obviously, is to find the talent. You're the, our talent. But the, but the thing is, in the 35 years that I've been doing this, everybody who has a smartphone or a computer goes on to Twitter, goes on to Instagram, goes on to Facebook, and everybody's advertising. I'm 8-2 and two in the last 10, and I got the one lock that you can call the 50-star lock play, blah, 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 blah. So these guys, mm-hmm. in their mind, God, I think we, got a, we, we lost John here, but I'm here. I'll be able to fill in, Dave, but um... – you know, just just to touch on what he was saying, a, a lot of the things like in recent weeks, um, we've had a lot of clients that that join your service that are new to your trading style, and I feel like the guys that are good, the guys that are understanding, the guys that are motivated to follow a system exclusively and not try to tell us how to do it a different way, like. Oh well, I don't like to bet this many games, or I don't like to bet small percentages of my bankroll, and I don't like—it's all these I don't likes. And those guys will not be ever a good fit because no matter how much you win, Dave, they're still going to figure out a way to lose because they're not going to—they're just not teachable. And then we have the crop that I feel like have uh, have been extremely positive from day one, where they they say I get it. We're trying to get the overnight lines. That's what Dave does because he's beating the line move. I get it that I have to put them in right away. I shouldn't sit on them and wait till my plays grade from that same night previously. And obviously playing all the games, even though if it's a high-volume day, then you've got to still have enough gasoline in the tank that when you are playing and you're playing those 1% to 2% edge plays – you're not sitting there loading up that you don't have enough gasoline in the tank to, to play all the games. And people, right. I think, stress out um, because they, they take up such a high um, amount of their bankroll on like a Saturday where it's volume Saturday. And the thing is, because we're betting such a high volume of games, there's never going to be a scenario where, you know, you're going to go 0 for 50. It's just I've, I've never, at least I've never, I guess never say never, but I have never ever seen it with your trading style, where you went oh for a hundred 
right? So it's it's it, people struggle with being teachable because they're so used to doing it their way that hasn't been successful, obviously, because most of the people are really good at different skill sets. Where of late, um, we've had a couple professional poker players, and those are the best clients, honestly, Dave, because they understand discipline, they understand money management, and they also understand it's it's really hard what you do. And for them to be a professional poker player, they also can't be a professional sports trader at the same time. So, you know, it's it's just a breath of fresh air when you start talking to, to guys that really get it, where opposed to the other guy that, like what John was saying earlier in the show, would literally call in and say, well, no, 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 no. I, I want Dave to give me his best game tonight. I'm only going to play one. And if it wins... Then I'll sign up tomorrow. I get it. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many. I take hundreds of calls every day. It's the same story. If you could win for me tonight in one game, then I'll pay you tomorrow for the service. It's like they're brainwashed from the old school handicapping nature of the business where they believe the result of one independent selection should be the reason why they trust their bankroll for the next, let's say, month of March Madness. So it's, and it's like it's still to this day, Dave. I'm still shocked mm-hmm. every time I hear it. And it's like I keep telling them all day, it doesn't matter. Literally, we could go zero and three tonight, zero and four. Like, and I go back because the numbers that we match up, like we have an account where we track every single one of your pregame wagers that you send us. Last week, you had a profitable week of fifteen hundred which this is on a $1,000 unit structure. So you won basically a one and a half units last week on pregame. The week before you won 22 and a half net units. And the week before you won one net unit. So that means in those two weeks where you're basically breaking even, not breaking even, you're, you're breaking above even because it, that calculates the juice, obviously. But if it were to be an individual game or individual day, the volatility of that program would be so insane that I could never put your name or your brand behind it where you could guarantee somebody's success based on one game. So it's, you know, I field the calls, I talk to the guys and it's like, I try to make heads or tails with every single client. And it's still to this day, it's like, so like, it never changes. Like I can't even put a word on it because it just, at some point, it just irritates me so much that I'm like, and, and this is after, this is the funny part. The clients that call the office have already done their due diligence, 80% of them. The client who asked for one game, um, there's a guy, and you know, I'm not going to really bust him out on the air, but his name was Mr. Howard that bought a one-day selection yesterday, had a pretty sizable bankroll. And I try to explain to him, and, I, and before I even go into the presentation of how your operation works, I said, did you watch the Spencer video on YouTube? I did. Spent 20 minutes. He watched the video start to finish weeks ago. Then he goes, yeah, I've been tracking Dave uh, on Instagram for about three weeks. Um, I've been on his Q&As. And I'm like, perfect. That means you saved me 20 minutes for me to explain the program to you if you called me two months ago before you know, the Spencer video was released on YouTube. And even after I have this 
five-minute conversation, I explained to him that a one-day sample size means absolutely nothing. The guy still only cares about if he wins for you, if he won yesterday, meaning you, he would then off one game join today. It's like, I just don't get it. It's like, what else can you provide in terms of content, a trading software, an ability to be able to beat line moves? Like, you're basically doing 99.9% of the work for these guys, and they still can't figure out the literally a roadmap to success in this business. Well, let me, let me, let me intervene. Do you guys hear me? Yep. Here yep. you go. So let me intervene. Dave, back when I got cut off, is uh, you bet 125 games pregame in the last 14 days. The average guy out there, and again, back to me doing this for 35 years, the average guy wants one big game a day. So think about that. The average guy wants to bet seven games in a week, and, and you bet 125 games pregame. Now, my personal opinion, and you can elaborate on this, Dave, because you're around all these guys that are, you know, it's, it's, I'm interested in the qualities that they have versus the qualities that the clients have, which is they want confirmation of their own bad opinion because they're sports fans. It's not about, it's a cycle. I said on my Instagram story yesterday, as well as my YouTube channel, I should take up a new job as being a sports betting psychologist and life coach. And I said, one of the main things that you should do is if you're sitting around and watching games all day, unlike Dave and myself, get a hobby. Like these guys are obsessed. I FaceTimed a guy um, on Saturday, one of my clients, and he, he literally wouldn't look at me. He was staring at the, at the TV, watching every bucket of, of the Georgetown game with the miraculous comeback that you had backdoor cover plus 11. And, you would have thought that Georgetown was like the biggest game of his life, and he, if he lost that game, his gambling career was over. And I said, what are you torturing yourself with? He's like, what are you, like who cares? It doesn't matter whether you win the game by 30 or whether you win the game by a half a point. You don't make any more money. So I think a lot of this is about ego. People want to be right as opposed to actually make money. And then I think that from talking to a lot of people, you know, look, the truth of the matter is most clients can't handle that 1% rule, that 1% to 2% rule. Most clients, the average client that we deal with is betting 10 to 25% a game of their bankroll. You know, and again, you fundamentally made it clear, nobody's going to be successful betting 10 to 25% of their game because uh, then such a little losing streak and you wipe yourself out. Right. Yeah, it just depends how serious someone wants to take this business. But that's definitely not solid, not solid at all. So with the leak, the leak to me is quick money. You know, you say, you know, you don't have any leaks. The leak to me is they want, they don't want to win. They want to win every day. They want quick money every day. They want to never have a losing day every day. They can't handle any volatility any day. So when you put that recipe to, together and then you have, you know, I, as you know, my son is 17. We watched the uh, Wizards game last night because he's a fan. Um, I gave out Detroit plus three and a half or three on my YouTube channel. And, um, you know, my son's sitting there and he's laughing because, you know, of course the game ends 116 to 113. I get the cover. He is a Wizards fan. He gets the win. And he even said to me, Dad, every commercial is a gambling commercial. Like, again, I realize that you've, you've moved, you're not with the – but if you watch – I don't know if you watch these games. 
every single game. And the Fandle and these companies that I can call out because it's their commercials, the whole point of their commercials, and I don't know if you've noticed or keyed into that, Dave, is you can do in-game live betting, you can do parlays, you can do everything is parlay, 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 parlay. They're literally like trying to push the style of wagering that's negative EV onto the public. And I understand it's a business. That's what they're in the business for. They're in the business of making money. But it's it's almost like the media is reinforcing the bad habits that the gamblers are already doing. So then by the time they call, because they're, they're just getting commercial after commercial after commercial, they're like they've been brainwashed by the commercials. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Man? Yeah, it's what they should do, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's that. like what – I mean, have you seen it? Is it like that in Colorado where every commercial is a gambling commercial? Here it is. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't really watch games, but, yeah, <laughs> I heard. No, yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's 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 every – it's not every, but, yeah, they're pushing pushing all that. Or they'll, they'll usually I, talk about the risk-free bet and, and stuff like that. That's That's how they start. And it's funny because you can listen. They'll go up to a thousand. Like they'll say up to a thousand on first free risk free bet up to a thousand, but they don't tell you what that entails or what that requires. So it's kind of funny how they're just like completely pushing, pushing, pushing. I think that at some point it's going to be saturated because I don't think new people are necessarily watching these games every day. Sharps that have been betting for years aren't really going to be. It's really affecting the new guy. You know, when I talk to a 50, I'm 50, you know, 49. When I talk to a 50-year-old or a 49-year-old and I say, where do you live? And he gives me a state where it's legal. And, I, and it, it's amazing, Dave. You would think if you're 50, you've been betting since you're 20, 25 with an offshore or a local guy, and then you just happen to live in a state where it's now legal. You, It is amazing when I talk to somebody who's literally been betting for a month and they're 50. They've never bet before because that's like this prime time client for the sports book, the virgin of all virgins. You know, he's never bet, never had an out, never had a credit guy, never had an offshore account. And now he's going to do it because it's legal and it's blessed by the state. And then before he blinks, he's down 10 grand. He doesn't know what happened. So you're getting a lot of calls. You're getting calls from all walks of life. Every type of person you could possibly imagine, whether they're 22 and they're in a university in college, then you have the the businessman that, you know, is just a nine to five in his thirties. Then you have the pros, which you have some poker pros. You have some guys that are, you know, they're, I, I've had a guy recently that is actually confined um, to his house because of his job. And he really, it's just all Zoom, so he basically never leaves his house during the day for work. He's a mainly an in-game props better at night. So he says, I do pretty well for in-game props, but I need somebody to actually show me the pregame, and, I, and I'm willing to learn. And he actually joined on Monday for your service. So, you know, it's you recently I feel like we're getting a larger variety. And maybe that's just the legalization nature of the business where now there's more and more people popping in and giving it a shot because they're smart individuals that are they realize there's a lot of money to be made in sports trading and they're not they never had the availability in their local jurisdiction to do it before legally. So now it's just become, you know, something that they want to get into. Just like you know, there's been plenty of people that 
you know, if you look at for different hedge funds, the guys that help people make money in the stock market, what's the difference if we could help people make money in the sports market? So, you know, it's, it's not, you know, when I first got into the industry, Dave, I mainly talked to the 40s plus business owner that basically plays in bets for leisure on the side, but obviously wants to win where I feel like now more and more you have these guys coming in that are literally trying to do it as a side business for income. So it's, it's just, a, you know, honestly, I, I enjoy talking to that type of client much better mm-hmm. because they understand the longevity of any trading platform. It's not just going to be an instantaneous, you know, 10x return. So it's, right. it, it's different, but then, but you, but you get one-offs, you get one-offs guys that, you know, have 10,000 in their bankroll, but they only deposited 200 because they hit a bunch of parlays very early on. So they don't really have the liquidity to one, invest real money to treat it like a business. And they're, they're greedy because they believe what they did is easily repeatable on their own. They don't realize like they basically hit the lottery when they hit a 10 teamer or they hit, you know, Straka last week in golf, who was plus, you know, plus a thousand. So, you know, a thousand to one odds. So you're talking about, you know, you're, you're getting these crazy payouts because somebody could put in a $2 10 team wager and get lucky. Obviously somebody's hitting them and that type of client, we just see more and more where they're not really properly treating it like a business. They're more, they got lucky. And, you know, you know how that goes. Luck runs out fairly quickly if you don't actually have the discipline to maintain that bankroll um, long-term. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm in a different ball. You know, I'm in a different ball of wax completely. You know, I, as you know, Dave, you know, like I said, I've been doing this 35 years. My normal, my normal client that I'm dealing with is a high net worth individual. You know, I always say, think of it like this. Uh, Mike is on the, um, we'll call it the, the, the Mercedes lot and I'm on the Ferrari lot, you know, I'm dealing with, I, don't really get on the phone and speak to anybody unless they have six figures that they're working with. Otherwise, it's just not, it's not that it's not worth my time. It's that when I start getting down the road of dealing with clients that have all their life savings in their betting accounts, but they can't, and the fear, the fees give them a, a pause. You know, it's like literally, like for someone to follow what you do, we're. I think we sell it too cheap. I'm not going to say what we charge on the air, but it's too cheap. And it, but the problem is you talk to guys. The minute I talk to a guy and he says, I have 10000 or 20000 in my FanDuel account. We'll use that as an example. I quote him a fee, and he says, well, I got to, get the, I got to make a withdrawal from the account. What he's basically saying is he has no real liquidity outside of the money that he has in the account. And that's not the guy that I really want to deal with because that's the guy that's going to feel the pressure of each individual game He's going to be sweating yeah. each individual game. And the thing is, for me, you know, I am, you know, as you know, for the last 16 years, you know, I've, I go back and forth to Vegas every pre-pandemic, every other week. I walk into casinos. People walk up to me. I was going to ask you, Dave, now that you're more of a, you know, you're a personality, everybody knows who you are. Like, I've been known for, like I said, decades. People know what I look like. They know what I sound like. They know they walk up. Hey, John, what's happening? Well, I'm, you know, walking through the casino to the sports book. How many times, not maybe in Colorado, but when you're in Vegas or even in Colorado, has it happened to you where strangers like walk up to you? Well, well, it's happened the last few weeks. Even a guy in my building who I rarely talk to, he just goes, 
hey, you, I saw your video, and I was like, really? He goes, yeah. I know. I watch all of Spencer's videos in my free time. Like, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool. This guy in my building. Does he want to get and up, then up, up, up? And then a friend from my childhood who I hadn't talked to in 10 years messaged me and said that he saw it. He goes, man, what are you doing over there? You know, he was like, oh, well, I saw your, that you're doing good over there. You know, so that was pretty That's cool. funny. We reconnected. Yeah, and then well, I mean that's what happens when you get a quarter of a million. Pe- that's what happens when you get a quarter yeah. of a million people watching you on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's pretty pretty cool. Um, now, Dave, what would you say out of the you know? You get a lot of. I, I know you get a lot of DMs on Instagram regarding they they see you on the video. They go over to the Instagram to contact you. And, and for anybody that's listening, um, and we do have new clients that are always intrigued, you know, the best way to do this is to actually call our office, give us your goals, give us what you're trying to accomplish, because everybody's got different goals, like what we talked about in the last 15, 20 minutes. Just because, Dave, your style is successful doesn't mean these other clients are able to replicate it because – Maybe they're too lazy. Maybe they don't want to put in the three minutes a day of actual work to make a, a large financial return that probably will, you know, outperform any stock market investment they've made in recent years. You know, it's some of these clients are just incapable of listening to directions in not just from us, just in life. And it's unfortunate, but it's they're, they're stuck. They can't get out of their own way. So. You know, I'm just I'm fortunate to be able to I know your product probably just as good as you know it yourself, except from the actual line standpoint. I know, you know, uh our uh, our our good friend Micah, um he could reciprocate your product pretty well. You've taught him extremely well over the last couple of years. But with me, I mean I know how to be able to have a client follow it exclusively and, and be able to coach them along the way with the money management, but um, what you do is extremely hard and difficult. I think people take that for granted. Even after they watch the YouTube video, it's like when I watched it, I've watched it a, a dozen times probably at this point, but um, I always pick up something new out of it. And, you know, it, in retrospect, you know, people think what people think betting and winning is easy, as crazy as that sounds. They really believe that it's easy. They think that they could do it on their own. They think because they've had a couple week run that the system, whatever their, you know, five, ten minutes of manual handicapping is what I call it, produces them results. And then it, what's funny is, and I, I always know the result, Dave, they tell me how good they're doing, and then three months later they buy one of our digital products, and I talk to them. They go, yeah, didn't work out. It, uh, I, You know, I kept – I kept pressing it. I kept pressing it, and, and the system just all of a sudden stopped working. I said, well, that's what we talk about on the radio show. It's called reversion of the mean. No team is just going to go 29-0 and zero against the spread in college basketball. So it's the line makers are sharp, and the only way to beat them is to adjust. And I feel like most handicappers or just regular people that think they're handicappers, they don't adjust. And, you know, the advantages is – it's been proven to me for many years what you do, 
and, and Brian was always really good at producing hockey results for us. And Brian, I'm going to really, really miss Brian when uh, when Preakness comes around and I have nothing and I have to go blind. I'm five and, listen, I'm I'm five and oh in hockey in the last five. I've been working on my stuff with my programmers, all totals. If you guys I don't like to push it, but in, in lieu of Brian not being here, he's with us daily golf and hockey. I'll be playing golf and hockey for the rest of my life because of Brian. What about horses? Horse, horses are coming. It's got to get a little warmer. Horses so what's going ha- to happen when Preakness rolls around and, I've, and I have to go in there blind? We're going to just have to, we're gonna have to roll. We just have to wing it. So, Dave, I want to do something a little different that I haven't done. we got about 13 minutes left. I, wanna, I, I have the video pulled up on Spencer's channel, and I'm going to read you some of these comments because I know – do you go and read these comments? No. So this guy, I'm not going to say, this guy, this guy said yesterday, finally a video that shows just enough of a real sharp. This guy, talking about you, is a wealth of knowledge. I liked watching him. He thought really hard before he said anything. You could tell he wanted to show he was real without giving too much away. That guy is a true sharp. That guy is a true sharp. How does that make you feel? Oh, pretty good because, or not, well, he, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I'll give enough away, but I don't want to shoot myself. Exactly. So he's right. Yeah. Um, But then you get some, but then you get some, then you get some guys that ask, you know, a lot of people will make statements like, I need this info. Um, I wonder how these guys get access to, you know, this group of lines or that group of lines. Like they've never heard of like uh, ISP blockers or whatever. But the, the, the funny, the funny part was you'll see it. You see this difference in the comments. Some guys are looking for easy money. And then some guys are understanding that this is just too hard that they themselves couldn't even do it. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. a lot of people have a lot of people have have the recognition. Like, oh, now I know why I'm not winning in sports betting. Like you basically prove to them why they're not winning in sports betting because they they thought it was just about them having an opinion on a game and then betting a game just because they have an opinion on the game, et cetera. Or you're from Seattle, so you want to bet Seattle, or you're from Ohio State, so you want you know what I mean stuff like that. Like literally. You are not you and I and Mike live in the world that when Ohio State gets blown out by Nebraska, no big deal. We don't even think twice about it. While you go on Twitter and people are like, "Could you believe this? Unbelievable! Could you believe Kansas got blown away by Texas Tech?" Like, I don't even think twice when that stuff happens anymore, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it was easy as taking good team against bad team, everybody'd be making money. <laughs> that's that's right. Some of the stuff you're saying today really sharp, John. You know, but what I was going to ask you is that one of the comments, what I wanted your response. He says, it looks like the inefficiency of the Colorado books to maintain their numbers properly because they are new is the cause in how they are unable to limit their losses. Here in Florida, we're getting ready for sportsbook gambling. Will the same advantages exist here in Florida? Question mark. So yeah. he's asking you. He's asking you. Can he expect the same in Florida? Yes, it will be the same. If that answers your question, yes. 
<clears throat> now, my question to you is: I live in Maryland, where I cannot use an app technologies. yet. So, I, mm, what I'm ahead. finding is that here it's a little tougher. I got to tell you, it is a little, it is a little more. It's time consuming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't want to drive to a sports book every day. Like, they made it where I have to drive to the sports book, which is with tra- You know, 10 minutes no traffic with traffic because there's always traffic. 15, 20, 25 minutes. I mean. It is definitely ridiculous that you have some states like ours where we have no apps yet. It's, uh, I mean, could you imagine having to run, you do the old school Billy Walters running type stuff as opposed to just having access to everything on your phones? Well, that kills you with mass volume. I mean, how are you going to get mass volume like that? So, yeah, that, I wouldn't, that wouldn't work for me. It's all about the volume. You don't have any apps, really? Nope, not yet. Not yet. Wow. Hey, Don't worry, they got me once. Why? They they prove hey, they they proved <clears throat> their point once. I stopped at the blackjack table on the way to the book once. They got me once. I said, Oh, this is why they don't have any apps as I proceeded to make a donation to the blackjack table on the way to the sports book. <laughs> which is really yeah, which was I'm glad I did it. I, I'm glad I did it once, Dave. I'm glad I did no, it once, on. Dave, because it proved to me. No, why don't they have apps? That that's not the reason. That that's not the reason. And apps are just they're printing money to have an app. Why don't they have apps? Well, it's the with the legalization here just recent, they basically the casinos are fighting the legislation and saying we want people to walk in because there's going to be more foot traffic. And if there's more foot traffic, they're not just going to be here for sports tra- betting. They're going to be here for table games as well. So which, in my mind, I think it should be – well, yeah, for the casino, obviously it, it's better if there's more foot traffic. But for the actual sports book, I mean, I think personally the volume would be 10 x If you have a guy that's anywhere in the state that could be playing every single day, that magnifies how many people are not actually traveling, especially with COVID nowadays. Everybody would be betting from their apps rather than going to the casino because most people aren't, aren't big players to begin with. So it's not like they're worried about the limitations that they're going to get from an app without placing a very large wager. So the majority of the people are less than 500 a game range. So, you know, it's never going to affect them. So I think once they switch it, eventually they're going to cave and they're going to have apps. But for right now, they're making you drive to either live, which around here we have Maryland live, uh, and then we have a horseshoe, which is a Caesars property. That's it. Yeah, I don't. It's. I, I'm still a little bit confused why they don't have apps, but I political. Know. I mean, that's the only thing that I've heard through the grapevine. It just comes down to it politically that they want more people. Like on a Saturday and a Sunday, I mean, if you walked in there, you look when it was on an average. I remember when did we go, John? It was like a month or two ago. It was during the I mean, NFL I went playoffs, but I hear you. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. I know the Baccarat system, right? I get it. But um, you know, he said, reality. When did we go last? He, Dave, he said, "When did we go?" It last? was no, no. I remember. I remember. We went. It was the Saturday before the Super Bowl. No, no, it was the week before the Super Bowl, where there was no NFL on on the weekend, and it was it was the Army Navy game, and a ton of college right. basketball, and it was packed. I mean, you would think it's NFL Sunday. I mean, there's not a single NFL game or college, obviously, it was Saturday, but um, 
except that one game, and it was just packed. So they're getting that that foot traffic, especially on the weekends where people are flocking there and hanging out all day and betting, and obviously they're doing other things with table games. So for now, that's the only reason I've heard is you know legislation just won't allow it. It's more political, but I think eventually they'll switch over. Okay. Hey, Dave, somebody somebody was asking on uh, this YouTube channel, Dispenser's YouTube channel, why aren't you into horse racing? We do know some very large betting syndicates that are into horse racing. Are you not into it? Because, I mean, I'm sure you know people that do horse racing. I know you said you've done it in the past, but I'm saying on a 365, seven-day-a-week deal, not just the you know Preakness and the Triple Crown and all that stuff. Is it just too much work for you? Do you have guys that you know that do it? What's the scenario with the horse racing? Um, just don't, I don't Cause do he that. was making a point that you don't, you don't have to worry about limits because you're basically peer to peer wagering. The house is taking a rake. It's not like they're, they're against yeah, but you. The so rake to speak, that they they're going to too you. big. The rake that they take is Got too it. big to overcome. I, I told you, I just do the pick sixes. That's it. When those got up, I did got it. before. And yeah, that's my horse. I'm up betting horses long-term. But so what would you say to somebody out there about what would you say to somebody out there who do you have any groups that actually do like daily selections like you know to win the place to show exact to trifecta or is it just too hard to overcome no you can't overcome that whenever someone does horses i just think okay they don't win yeah the, the takeout's too high yeah, I mean, Six we only know one guy that does horses. Player. Right. Yeah, but that guy doesn't win. Uh, I mean, I don't know who it is, but he doesn't win. You can't overcome the takeout. <clears throat> and then you, you don't have set odds either. So you don't even know what your price is going to be until the race starts. Right. So how are you going to bet something you don't know your price? I mean, I guess Valid you can right post, but still the takeout's so high. It's like if I make well, a sports that's why right now, and as the line's moving, I have whatever price. How am I going to beat that? It can't beat that. Right, and that's why in the old days, we noticed that this, you know, the the parlay better, the old time parlay betters in sports were always the horse guys. They were always looking for that big score. You know, they were used to hitting that trifecta, or that exact, or that pick six, that. or John, the Cordella. John, just hang up on that person. <laughs> no, uh, who said I didn't? Who said I didn't? <laughs> You know, it's funny because, you know, we got a couple minutes left, but, you know, Brian, God love him, he, uh, he, he, I think, knew that it was a negative EV, but basically said, I love it. It's just like, right. okay, well, you're allowed to love so it. And it, know it's a, it was fun, exactly. Yeah, he did it for a hobby. I mean, he was but upset. I'm just saying when someone he calls you and he goes, loved the animals. He loved the animals. He loved the sport. He loved going to the track and seeing the animals when he was in states where there were tracks. It was more than just the betting aspect of it. You know what I mean? Right. And I love going to the gym as a hobby. It's, all right. That's fine. there you go. But when you have someone, so listen, we had our we had our first our our first high noon 11 a.m. 9 a.m. show. Had a little difficulties. We'll be back next week. No difficulties. SportsInsiderRadio.com. By the way. Happy birthday again. We know you just had a birthday two days ago. I hope you had a good one. Sure did. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, you got it. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.